Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another Hello. episode. We talked about The Amazing Spider-Man as this week's movie pick of the week. So if you haven't seen it, see it. What are you, you should, doing yeah. here? Get Come out. On, if you haven't seen there. it, watch it on something. Then we talked about a whole bunch of stuff uh, during that uh, discussion. You know how it is here. Uh, we had a very intense discussion about uh, about Joe. Um, Joe, yeah, Joe Mama, uh, ha, got him. Later on, I talked. I gave my review of Book of Boba Fett. Uh, long story short, I like it. Me too. Uh, subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. Turn on notifications. Turn on automatic downloads. Uh, by the way, if I sound sick in this episode, it's because I am. It's not COVID. Don't worry. I'm just regular sick. So. Um, and if, if I guess, sound, I guess back I, to work for me. If I sound cool in this episode, it's because it's I It's just, am it's cool. a mirage. You didn't have to do that to me, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. Follow me on just, social media, yeah. not Gavin. Yeah. Don't follow not Gavin. Me. No, don't. Um, unless he makes a TikTok, which maybe if I, if I bully him enough, he will. Uh, in that case, follow him there. He doesn't have one yet, but I don't have. It's maybe, non-existent. Maybe someday. You know, you can follow me on Facebook. Yeah, I. Do you? Ha- I don't know if that's possible, but uh, I, yeah, I don't have one. So, <laughs> uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm, I'm in the planning stages for a new video essay type video, uh, so watch out for that. Uh, I, I'm planning on talking about office space and things surrounding it, and ideas, and things. Anyway, let's, let's jump jump into, into it. 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 So, Alex, what, what, uh, what, you know, what, what did you catch? Syphilis. Oh, that gets the best of them. Only really, you know, classy people get syphilis. See, it's just another example. Exactly. You know, classy living versus trashy living. Exactly. Actually, need so, to get some water really quick. Yeah, go for back. it. Just you Talk and me, to the audience. audience while I'm gone. Y- yeah, I was gonna do that, Alex. Gosh, just you and me, audience. How's it going? How's it shaking? How's it stirring? I'm sitting here. I'm considering playing Minecraft, but uh, I don't want the audio from the or the noise from the from the controller. To interfere with the audio for this uh, for this podcast, and you know, most of my mind should be here anyway. I f- I feel like I shouldn't be splitting my brain into half-assed Minecraft and half-assed podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, you look beautiful tonight, audience. Um, is that a new um, is that a new haircut? Wow, it's beautiful or handsome. Um, very uh, appealing haircut you got there. Um, I really like how it really shows your personality, you know? It just shows who you are um, and how um, you're completely devoted to being true to yourself. And true. Oh, hi, Alex. Sorry, I was having Remember a very Remember that heartfelt- asshole that I was telling you about from the University of Michigan, the president guy? Yeah. Did he get fired? Did he step he down? Fired. He got Fuck fired. Fuck yeah, was it a... Vo- Voted no confidence. It was um, it was the result of him, I guess, apparently having um a relationship with the subordinate, 
and not like the terrible actions committed under his watch. I hate this. Like, okay, we won't fire you for these obvious, like human reasons of like just treating both of the things are bad, but like, yeah, you didn't Um, get fired for the worst thing. Yeah. That's what annoys me. Um, Anyway, I was having a very heartfelt conversation with the audience here. Um, well, that's nice. I'm sorry to interrupt. Keep going. No, yeah. I was talking about how the audience has a, a beautiful new haircut today. Um, and it, it, the, their haircut really is, is both beautiful and handsome. And, um, you know, it, it really shows their but personality. I noticed you didn't bother to comment on my haircut. Alex, you, both, we, you and I both know I only comment on your pubic haircut. Well, I guess when I cut it... Um, the story will change, won't it? Yeah. Anyway, tune so in the, next week. <laughs> so the audience has a very beautiful haircut that, or handsome and or handsome haircut that really shows their personality, and I appreciate how the audience is very true to themselves, and uh, will donate uh, to our Patreon. Well, yeah, you know, now that you mention it, yeah, the the audience's haircut does it look it's it's very flattering, especially like for their face shape. Yeah, totally. You know, they have like a very roundish, like, narrowish, fullish. Yeah, face. man. And like, I love how the haircut is really complementary to all hair colors. Oh yeah. You know, um, you know, even colors that aren't natural colors, like neon yeah. green or red or blue or purple or all those all those colors. Um, you know. Um, yeah, or even like red. That's yeah, like like what I said there, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you want to just get straight into the Spider Man review? Because yeah, you, uh, you just you just finished. Let's just yeah. Fuck the fuck the uh, fuck the format. Um, yeah, you just saw the Amazing Spider Man, which by the way, uh, uh, we we needed to decide on a movie to watch this week, and we watched the Amazing Spider Man. You probably have it on Blu Ray or DVD. Or you know someone that has it. If you intend to see it, you've probably seen it. If not, I won't convince you. Um, but it's actually a good movie if you give it a chance. So, fuck it. Life is short. Well, Watch The yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. You know, it's. It, I mean, it was a good movie. Um, I, I want to say one thing, though, that's not related to Spider-Man. If they need, like... In the Star Wars universe, if, in Star Wars production, if they need a new guy to play Anakin Skywalker, Andrew Garfield, I think, would be a perfect Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, or like Aiden yeah. Christensen. He's too old now. That's my thing. That's just uh, my, like, he's too old now. If they need, like, a young, like, for instance, if they do, like, a live action version of Star Wars The Clone Wars for some reason, um, I think Hayden Christensen would be, or not Hayden, uh, the Andrew Garfield would be a good, like, that universe. Andrew Garfield Sky- is Skywalker. 38 years old. Hayden Christensen is 40. Just wanted to, uh, just wanted to address that. You know, um, you just co- contradicted me in front of the audience and their beautiful new haircut. And I, Sorry, my bad. Or handsome new haircut. Um, um, and, uh, you know, Listen, do you want me to be on this podcast or not, Alex? Well, I mean, I can't have the audience on the podcast, even though they do have a very, very nice looking new haircut. It very just, nice it wouldn't, looking new haircut. It wouldn't work because they're the audience. 
I guess and what if, I meant if by... If they're on the show, um, then who's listening, right? Well, <laughs> I guess what I meant by Hayden Christensen is too old is he looks too old to me. Ah. Um, and, uh, you know, I just... I don't know. I think that uh, Andrew Garfield did a pretty, like... If you just took the dialogue from, from like... Uh, uh, that the first of the prequels, I forget what it, is, what it was called. Phantom Menace, not the Phantom Menace. Uh, the, uh, the, what was it called? Attack of the Clones. If you took the audio, some of the some, and the, the, if you took some of the dialogue from Attack of the Clones, and you had Andrew Garfield say it as if he was playing Peter Parker from this Spider-Man movie, I think it would be a decent Anakin Skywalker. That's that's the crux of it. Yeah, for me. They are really um, other, the same type of character, aren't they? A little whiny, a little, like... They're, like, they're both this sort of, like, archetypical, like, gifted teenage white boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I, one thing I didn't quite like about the movie is that the plot was very much like a one-off plot. Like, a, you know, it, it has... It's just that Referring villain, to the Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just a very one-off plot. Like, um, you know that there isn't going to be something from this movie that's going to affect any other Spider-Man movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except for No Way Home, which is its own thing, though. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's my only kind of... I always don't like yeah. movies that are like that, where it's like just a one-off thing, and it's just like, oh, wasn't that fun? And it's like, well, I want like a story, like a more... Leave me on a cliffhanger. I want to. I want to anticipate more. Well, there are mysteries that are set up in the Amazing Spider-Man that are like who uh, his father is. Yeah, like what are or the like, what's what, the deal with his parents? Yeah, and uh, what is the deal with his parents? Did they figure that out out in a new movie? The other movie? They're like, movie? I mean, some of some of the stuff is answered, but the answers aren't very satisfying. Oh, all right. For for example. Uh, this is this is a really like big issue with the Amazing Spider-Man two, so you know how there's like a bunch of of the spiders, like the one that bit Peter. Yeah, and like a logical question is, uh, what happened to the others? What happened yeah. to the rest of them? Mm-hmm. And like, what happens if you know an, a, a bunch of them get loose, or what if like a lab tech gets bitten by one of yeah. the spiders? W- wouldn't there be a whole bunch of people running around with spider powers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The answer is no, but for a really dumb reason. What's the dumb reason? So the uh the special like cross species spiders that Richard Parker bred are like yeah. infused with his DNA. So like if anyone else got bit by one of those spiders that wasn't like a direct relative of his, um, it just, it would not go the same. Like they probably like die of like actual spider bite symptoms. That's dumb. Or just like nothing would happen. That's the dumbest. It had to be Peter Parker because that becomes Spider-Man. I I hate that. Which takes away like the whole point of the character. Yeah. I, that's nah, and you know they never said um in in this movie um uh they never said the line uh with great power comes great responsibility they never said uh, that sure they did when you can do good things for other people um you should you should you know you really should 
They never said with great power comes great respect. Like they both in, in No Way Home, both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man man men's uh, said that line. And Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man was like, yeah, Uncle Ben told me that. And he's like, he told he, me that he most general did. idea. He didn't, though. He never said that. He said something along those lines. Fuck this bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah, he told me that if you can be a good person, then you should do that. <laughs> let's just let's just say hypothetically, you had the ability to do good things. Then ergo, then logically, that would dictate that you have a moral obligation to do said things. Then, then therefore, logically, that would make uh, you uh, uh, logically uh, uh, forced to do uh, classy things. That would make. AOC, hypothetically, obligated to date me and send me feet pics. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Anyway, so yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, for once, I actually watched the movie. And um, yeah. <laughs> appreciate you, Alex, for letting me use your Plex server. Yeah, I, uh, I also watched the movie. It was a, a great biopic about that guy that wrote the musical Rent. And there was a lot of, lot of singing and... Uh, what? Because um, the joke, the joke is that Andrew Garfield was in Tick, Tick, Boom, a, uh, a musical biopic about, I believe it's the guy that wrote Rent. I don't the, know what that the is. The joke is funny if you know what I'm talking about. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Absolutely no, no clue. <laughs> Right, well, thank you for listening to another episode. All right, guys. <laughs> another episode of Bold View to Say. Um, uh, it was, a, it just, was a quick one. It was a quick one. <laughs> the chemistry between the hosts has finally fallen apart. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, anyway, a lot of people, I think their dislike for The Amazing Spider-Man stems from it doing things differently. Um, like, like, a lot of people vehemently hate the new suit um because they they like redesigned it and they uh they did they did, they did a lot of different things with it like um, the tony stark suit or the in the amazing spider-man oh okay i thought it was fine i didn't see an issue with that i feel like it was trying to just find this was before like the marvel spider-man thing really came out so like yeah um they were trying to find a good middle ground between like being true to the comic character and then still hitting a line with the Tobey Maguire crowd. So, like, I, I had no issue with the suit. I thought it was fine. Um, I I think that uh, and uh, this Spider-Man was very good at, like, not being as socially awkward as Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Um, yeah. While still being, like, being able to be personable with people. Like, when he was saving that kid in that car. And he's like, hey, yeah, here's my mask. You want to hold my mask? Here you go. You just focus on that, and I'll get you out of this situation. Um, I thought that was really, like, that was good. That was like, hey, he understands that there's a kid here that's just fucking terrified. Yeah, that was a really awesome moment. I thought it was a really good scene. Um, I thought that um, uh, his girlfriend, um, Mary, Jan Mary, Mary Jane, Mary Jane, is that? Is Gwen Stacy. Gwen, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was going to die in this movie. And so I was just prepared for the, like... 
oh, and then she died. Um, and I was like, oh, her dad died. All right. Cool. Yeah. 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 That's how it be sometime. I do how be how it do be in the in the in the South Derry. Yeah. Um Yeah, but uh I, I thought that this character, uh, this Spider Man was um he still was like socially awkward, but like in an actual like, oh yeah, no, I've I've done that before. <laughs> like yeah. well, just he's keep like your an outcast. Down. He's an outcast in a, a I've much never more seen realistic an outcast. way. I've never seen an outcast be that attractive. I'm sorry. I just haven't. <laughs> I've no, I've never like I can relate to the like the girl who comes up to him in, in the hall and she's like, hey, Peter. Um, So what are you doing Friday? And then he's just like, oh, I, I don't know what. Why? And she's just like, oh, I was wondering if you could take pictures of my boyfriend's car. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You. Well, you know, being attractive doesn't make you popular. It helps, but um, you know, there, you know, there's more to that. Um, to be fair, we don't see a lot of this, uh, this version, like this Peter Parker's version of a uh, like their high school dynamic. Like the the mm-hmm. high school ecosystem is a very complicated thing. Someone yeah. can be very hot and sought after. While also being like sort of a loner, yeah, and also someone can be like like a, like a typical like jock type kind of, mm-hmm. um, while also being like a just a fucking idiot and like yeah. ugly as fuck, and no one wants him. <laughs> it's I a mean, very complicated thing. So maybe maybe like a lot of people like have crushes on him. But like he still like doesn't. They just talk never air their people. opinions. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think this uh, the the way that this movie handles Peter Parker being like a like a like a loner kind of is uh, I I think more realistic than uh, than Tobey Maguire how he mm-hmm. was like just a fucking nerd like the yeah. full sweater vest and glasses like mm-hmm. yeah, I like science like. Like, that shit? Yeah. Like, I don't think that was realistic in the 60s when the character was made. No. No, no, no. And even all. then, like, I think Peter, I think people have a, a misconception of um, of how it was in the original comics, like, when the, the character was new, where, like, yeah. the Raimi how films, the Raimi films are, like, people's new barometer of, like, what Spider-Man is. But, like, in the original comics, Peter was, like, kind of a sassy bitch. And, like, people, like, invited him to hang out and stuff. He just hated people. Like, huh. the, the the dynamic between Peter and his classmates wasn't so much, like, him getting tripped on the bus and called a nerd. It was like, hey, Peter, do you want to, like, do you want to you wanna do, do you want to go to this thing with us? And he's like... Nah, fuck you guys. I'm gonna look at bugs, and they're like, "Okay, you fucking nerd, weirdo." Yeah, yeah, you fucking um, weirdo. And the then hell? he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get revenge on them." Is that really? He's like, "I'm gonna get revenge." Yeah, yeah. He was a a vengeful dude. Like the Raimi Re- films, like like I said, are like the new barometer for like what mm-hmm. people think Spider Man and Peter Parker like is, but um. He wasn't like a good kid that was bad one time and then regrets it. He was just kind of a dickhead. 
He yeah, was like a bit of an like asshole. Like, I'll get you, I'll show you guys for inviting me you to like, a thing that I declined rudely. So, like, in the Raimi films, Peter doesn't really evolve that much. Like, the point of, like, like his arc in the first movie, for example, is he's a good kid, then he does, like, a bad thing in letting the, uh, letting the robber go, and being, like, a little selfish in that moment. And then by the end of the movie, he just proves that he was a good kid all along. Whereas originally the character like had to grow up and evolve. He had to go from yeah. being a selfish asshole to being a, a selfless uh, hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that, I think that's uh, conveyed uh, fairly mm-hmm. well in this yeah. movie. Uh, from my experience with, like Spider-Man, because I'm not as versed with like the comics or uh, remind me what other Raimi fil- films. I'm sorry, I'm very not in the in the whole universe. Uh, thing. Sam Raimi is the guy that directed the Tobey Maguire movies. Okay, so those are the Raimi films. Yes, Spider-Man okay. one, two, and three are the, gotcha. the Raimi movies. So, by the way, I, I'll probably say this in the intro to the episode, but if I if I sound sick, um, that's just an illusion caused by the fact that I am sick. All right. Um, Raimi Films. Yes. Uh, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. Um, so the way I saw it, at least when I was – when I first saw the Raimi Films when I was a kid, was that, like, he's just this nerdy guy who gets bit by a spider and he's like, wow, I have all these powers. And then gets kind of vengeful after his, his you know, pup pup dies. Um and then after that, he goes on, like, another kind of revenge spree to try to find who did it. And then once he does that, he figures out that, like, oh, getting revenge doesn't feel good. Yeah. Right? And then, like, it, it almost impresses on him a certain amount of, like, responsibility of being, like, actions have consequences. Yeah. Um, I like that like, in The Amazing Spider-Man, he doesn't get revenge. Yeah. He starts I, out, uh, like, looking... Mm-hmm to to get back at the guy that killed ben but then he just he kind of realizes along the way that's not what it's all about yeah one actually one scene in in the film i just watched um that i quite liked was when his bully actually comes up to him and is like hey peter and he's like stay away from me and the guy's like bro i'm sorry that your uncle died that sucks i'm really terribly sorry that that happened to you yeah that is a nice like human moment as if, like, it's very, like, okay, it went from, you know, a, a, a cocky game of basketball to, like, someone that takes care of you died. Yeah. Like, not just died, not, like, got shot and died, right? Yeah, like, like this isn't, like, a peaceful death. This is, like, no. a death, like, without answers. This is a, a death with an ongoing investigation, right? Yeah. And, you know, I also think— Also very sudden. I wish they would have like, if they if they had planned to make these Andrew Garfield, um, I always want to say Andrew Garfunkel, <laughs> Andrew Garfield um, films in like a, a trilogy or something, um, similar to like how Marvel did it. I think they should have like introduced that bully more and made him and Spider Man friends, and it went from a bully to, oh, you know, turns out we're friends now. Um, yeah. I don't Which mind, I think happens at the end of the... I don't mind how little Flash Thompson is, like, used in this movie. He's, you know, just, like, a side character. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I will say, he doesn't show up again in the next movie. Really? 
Yeah, and he would have made a good like agent Venom. Uh, in the comics, Flash Thompson gets the Venom symbiote, mm-hmm. and I think at that point he's uh, a wounded soldier in the U.S. Army, and then the symbiote like melds with him, and yeah. they just like have really good like chemistry. So he's he has like a a a fuller like control over it. He's not like mm-hmm. a, a rage monster. He, mm-hmm. he he can actually like uh like control somewhat it control it and be like oh yeah, okay. and he becomes like uh like an agent of uh, of like the army. Oh, interesting. Which, um, it would have been a cool direction yeah. for his character. Mm-hmm. If they like yeah. planned out these movies. Oh yeah, if they actually they abs- like they plan they like hint towards things with no intention of giving it like a proper payoff. Exactly. And that's where I feel like I feel like between what's his face flash whatever and Peter Parker I feel like their relationship had just started to like actually warm up and like I cuz I think that the bully also had someone in his family that died not you know in a very good way and yeah. so when he hears that Peter's uncle was shot and killed he's like oh I can connect with this I understand that I understand what Peter's going through. This sucks. Yeah, um, maybe Flash is going through a similar thing, and that's why he's like lashing out. Yeah, and he's just he's just lashing out. And like a lot of the times when you don't have control of your life or feel like you don't have control of your life, you try to like control others or yeah. find something that you can control. And that's what makes bullies sometimes. And it it it's unfortunate, but um, you know, I just think he was going through some shit. And I also did you also get the feeling that um that he was dating Gwen Stacy. What the Flash was? Yeah. No, he she just like tutors him. I got a strong impression that like cuz he listened to her, right? Yeah. It was just a, like if it was just a tutoring thing, he would be like whatever, I'm going to beat up this nerd. Right? Well, it's like um, tutoring, but also she is like very authoritative. Yeah, she's also really hot, you know? (laughs) She's, yeah, so... Well, she's the kind of person that you just don't want to upset. I, I... If she was... I, 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 just the way I see it is, like, if there was sincerely nothing there between him and her, then he would just be like, whatever, tutor. Okay. Yeah. Tutor, I I hardly know her. Tutor, I hardly know her. Um... And would have just continued beating up Peter Parker. Um, but I don't know. I, I just detected well, a little something, something there. If nothing else, he clearly needs her help academically. So, like, you know, maybe if he keeps going, she's not going to help him anymore. Yeah. Well, so, uh, at, at the very least, she has that over him. Here's my theory. I think Gwen Stacy likes fixer-uppers. And so... <laughs> So she helps him with his academics and then learns about his tragic life of uh, unexplained uh, plot She's like, I can fix him. She's like, I can fix him. And realizes after he's like pretty brutally beating up people that she can't. Maybe I can't fix him. (laughs) Maybe this is beyond. Because like uh, there's a difference between shoving a kid's head into a pizza and full on like gut kicking someone who's already on the ground. There's a there's a distinct difference there, and yeah. 
I feel like she's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do that shit anymore. And, um, and then like leveraged the little maybe hints of like, maybe something's there with him and was like, stop beating up people or I'm not going to tutor you anymore. Wink, wink. And yeah. he was like, oh shit. And was like, fine, but I can't let my, uh, my, my image sink. And so he just like angrily walked away. And then when she saw Peter there, and then she saw Peter at the thing at the at the the the, the science thingy, she was like, "Huh, uh, he seems tormented." Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if any of this was uh, fleshed out in future installments? That would have been nice. Wouldn't, I feel like I just nice? made a good plot there. Did I not? Yeah. So. Uh, okay, out of out of um, a count of one to eight bit Christmas, where do you put this movie, Alex? Oh, um, well, eight bit Christmas was a very good movie. Um, I would put it somewhere between eight bit Christmas uh, and Star Trek: The Undiscovered Country. Okay, on That's a scale fair. of those two things, it's somewhere in there. Okay, That's how um, I rank it. You know, on a scale of of um, uh, one to movie I haven't or definitely did see, um, uh, I would put it between one and um, I would say Star Trek Genesis. All right, yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> more about the movie though. One thing that you don't really, I guess, you don't really think about until like you see it is like the the webs are used very creatively. In this movie, more so, I think, than in other movies. Like, the uh, webs are just sort of, like, whatever. Like, they're not used very creatively in other movies, I think. But, like, when he when, when he's in the sewer, and he sets oh, yeah. up that, that web, and he uses it to, like, sense the vibrations, that's really cool. That's and, like, interesting. Some of, some of the, like, like, his traversal through the city. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like, in, like at, the, uh, at the end of the movie, when he's, like, swinging through that alley and stuff. That looks really awesome. Yeah. And it's just the kind of thing that you don't really see anymore. Yeah. I like how they added more of like, instead of swinging a bit more parkour into his escapes. Yeah. Where like, you, there are some, I like, and I And you really I get, get the impression that for him, it's no big deal. <laughs> NBD. No big deal. I'm just, yeah, just ripped and can do NBD. parkour. I can just do parkour. It's fine. And no big deal. Um, but I mean, it really impresses on you too that like he understands that he lives in the big city and that there are some things that you can't just swing through at thirty-five miles per hour. Yeah. You know, like you you can try to swing through a very crowded you know alleyway, but you need some wiggle room. Yeah. So like you have to do parkour. There's just nothing else you can do. Yeah, for sure. One thing that I really like about this character is how much. Um, how like competent he is outside of just normal Spider-Man stuff. Like sure he's strong and fast and he like can swing around, but he also like he he's like an engineer. Yeah, you know? a little bit. Yeah, totally. He like he builds stuff. But here's the thing, I feel like that wasn't like that part of him wasn't fleshed out. Like I I saw him in like normal you know, he was a, he was in journaling, he was taking pictures. He was that kind of guy. And then all of a sudden he can do like molecular genetic engineering. Yeah. 
I mean, um, to a degree, it does feel kind of Deus Ex Machina ish. Like, come on, like, like he can really? he can fix a he can fix a water heater, but he can also like understand complex chemistry. Oh, that he is can like also, very um, cutting edge. He can um, he can also skateboard really well. Um, well, I, I think that out of all of the skills, I don't know if that's the most unbelievable. That takes a lot of time, man. And I don't see, I don't know anyone. More than understanding cross-species genetics, a thing that, by the way, doesn't exist in real life, like skateboarding does. You know what, Alex? You have a point. But, <laughs> just, I don't know, like... Uh, sure, spend- he does, like, cutting-edge science, but he also skateboards. But, like, I don't see how someone can have the time to do journalism and photography and then skateboarding and, like, have enough time to skateboard for long enough to get, like, good at it, while also understanding the intricacies of molecular interspecies genetics and the complications that it involves, while Gavin, also finding it. a briefcase. You don't get it. Hold on, hold He's on, He's really hold on. smart. <laughs> while also finding a briefcase that belonged to his... I would assume dead father that wasn't really touched on in the film. Um, There's a deleted scene in the second movie that uh, where where he's alive uh, in current day. Just uh, thought to, I'd throw that to, out there. All right, to his alive father. So much that they just do nothing with. This, like, yeah. What, what does it mean? <laughs> Who fucking knows? They stopped making these because the second one was a train wreck. Oh man. Uh, although I did like the scene where he thinks I forget if it's like he thought he found the guy or he did actually find the guy, but he didn't find the guy. Ben, okay, he thought he f- had found the guy, um, and the guy takes out a knife and he's just like, because it's funny because like oh that was shown, a great scene. He's shown that was very Spider Man disarming people with guns, and this guy takes out a knife and he goes. He's like, no, not knives. My biggest weakness. No, that was that so, a real knife? That's so funny. And he's like, really, dude? Um, I, I've disarmed so many goons with the guns. The line that you I have. love is, you a cop? Really? You seriously think I'm a cop? It's really? You think I'm, I'm dressed like a goddamn spider? You think I'm a... <sighs> that's, that's, a so, that's so funny. That that's whole great. scene is just great. That's peak Spider-Man. Yeah. I'd, and, like, <laughs> I feel like I would just kind of, if I were that criminal, I would just be like, you know, I give up. What What do you want? What do you want from me? I, you've, you, you have webs. Yeah, like, you've shown you, you have just, webs. You just I have just, to yield. I just don't know what, where the, the end of this is. So, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, what do you want to see? You want to see my penis? What is it? <laughs> what do you yeah. want to see? I'll, I'll lick peanut butter off of any part of your body. What is it? What do you want from me? And he'd be like, show me your forearm. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd show him his forearm and he'd be like, oh. Yeah. And did you know that um, when the police show up and they're like, freeze. And Spider-Man's like, wait, I got the guy for you. Oh, no, you're mad at me. That's um, they're actually mad at him. Not for being a vigilante, but because they wanted to beat up that guy. Uh, no, and hit him it's because it's against the law to beat they up wanted, people. No, they wanted to beat up that guy. Oh, I mean, but it's it's also against the law to be a vigilante. No, like, they just wanted to beat up the guy. We could do a citizen's arrest, but they're like, you can just 
You just shout citizens arrest, but don't try to restrain them. Don't do anything. Just I'm wait convinced for that citizens arrest is like not a real thing, but so many people just like yell it like it me like it's a fucking spell. Like, yeah, it's you so and funny. what authority? Like what? Citizens like, arrest. And- like what what does that mean? But okay, I'm gonna just go to McDonald's, so if you just tell them to meet me there, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, Spider Man. Um now back to like the whole like what we were saying before about how mm-hmm. he's like sciency and stuff. I liked yeah. the the part where he's like inventing the web shooters. Um I no, don't know it, like, how I really feel about like yeah, I don't really know how I feel about like the fact that the cartridges like the webbing itself is just a thing that you can buy from Oscorp and like they could totally trace that back to him, right? I mean, yeah. And but like also, also wouldn't curious, Oscorp like, have like figured that out too don't you think that oscorp right. would have been like hey guys if you if you attach this to a wrist mounted thing it can spray the webbing it can spray it at things this could this has an application maybe military well, what, what even like unless you are spider-man what is the application to a wrist mounted uh web launcher rock climbing maybe um search and rescue Maybe. Uh, hammocking. Just, ham- Fucking transportation. I, I don't care. Like, I, <laughs> like, dude, okay, people bought a, a, a fucking crowbar from Supreme. I think that if you had a web launcher that, that just launched webs, people would buy it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the fact that he was using technology, too. When he was in the lab with that, with the lizard, with the guy who turned into the lizard, dude. Um, I noticed that the computer technology they were using looked a lot like Stark Industries. Um, I know they share a different universe, like, actually, literally now. Um, yeah. But it makes me wonder if, um, like, I don't know, maybe something happened there? Yeah, well, I mean, one, it is just, like, standard sci-fi hologram technology, which, like, especially, like, for... It being literally 2012, like the yeah. iPad was new. Oh like, yeah, fucking Oscorp right. could just sell that, and they would be mm-hmm. a billion dollar company. Oh, totally. Um. Oh yeah, I noticed that too. He didn't have an iPhone. He. Uh, oh wait, did that come out? That come out in oh wait. Never mind. He had a flip yeah. phone or like a. He had like a like probably like a typical. Well, he had a Sony phone, of course, but it was yeah. probably like a like a. A typical android of the time yeah i bet even andrew Gar- garfield was like man this sh- phone is shitty <laughs> in the amazing spider-man 2 they really ramp up the sony product placement oh no like there's See, that's the thing maybe Once 30 seconds that s- goes by between another fucking sony product shows up on screen and it's like really oh. Everyone has a Sony phone. I haven't seen one person owning a Sony phone. And I've known yeah. someone that had a Windows phone. So, like, <laughs> it's not for lack of diversity. Yeah. How did they like it, by the way, their Windows phone? I mean, I don't know. They don't have it anymore. Uh, if Obviously. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. If, that, if that's enough to go off of. but I'm going to Google that. No, Windows phone failed because there wasn't enough like software support and probably the hardware was uh lacking but 
it's it's kind of the double-edged sword or not double-edged sword. it's kind of the self-fulfilling prophecy where like there's not enough software support because there's not enough people using it there's not enough people using it because there's not enough software support oh they still um, make them they do yeah i mean it's like a different manufacturer for the hardware but the software is like windows it has the tiles the ugly ass tiles there's no way they still make those hold on Looking at the Wikipedia page, um, why am I looking at? I don't. Why am I looking at this? I don't care. Uh, anyway, back to the Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, why am I looking at this? I don't care. Oh man. <laughs> um, I I just I have to remind myself that not every, not every piece of information needs to be looked up. Why do I need to know when the last Windows phone was made? You just have to. I'm sorry. It's, I, it's yeah, a hack to, to it now. Also, anyway, what the hell oh, did... I, re I remember also, what I was going to say. Bob Saget died, and I need to know what he died of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, R.I.P. Bob Saget. Um, let's see. So it says on Wikipedia, no cause of death was immediately announced uh, when, they, when they found him, but foul play and drug use were ruled out by the sheriff and the medical examiner. Let me look up specifically cause of death. Nothing. It's still, like, under investigation. Well, we can definitely agree that he died of something. He's definitely passed away. And rest yeah. in peace. I hear he was actually, like, a pretty cool dude. So, um, rest in peace, Bob Saget. I did, when I heard of your death, I googled who you were first. But <laughs> I, I appreciate what you did. I appreciate whatever it was that you did. It must have been something, right? It, it was something on TV. <laughs> you certainly did something. Something. <laughs> you certainly did. Alex, if I die, and knock on wood that I do, um, I want you to come to my funeral <laughs> and say, like, like, to Gavin, he certainly did something. I will do that, but I'm I'm gonna keep this recording handy in that event uh, because I don't think people will believe me if I just say that you said that you want that. Wow, Alex is that. really sold out. I'm sorry, but Alex is no longer the funny man that we all thought he was. Hey, oh look, man! If slash when I die, you know exactly what I want. Yes, and that is. I, I've said a few things that I want on this show. I don't remember any of them. Mm. Um, think one of them was uh, my eulogy is uh, he was awesome. Too bad he died though. Something along those lines. <laughs> I you know that was you a should, funny one. You should do um like a uh someone's reading cue cards and so like I'll write the cue cards uh, beforehand. Before I die. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, make sure, like, to tell the person who, before you die, <laughs> make sure to tell the person who's reading the cue cards to also read the reactions. And, it, and it's gonna, and it's gonna end with, go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Just because that's a funny <laughs> reference. Yeah. And then, like, one of the cue cards is, like, um, um, start whimpering. Or, like, like, man, Alex, he certainly did something. Start whimpering. Oh man, I sure do miss, miss Alex. <laughs> he was a cool guy. Have one tear drop down your che cheek. Um, <laughs> See, you do know what I want. 
I think, you know, I think you'd want a good joke. I think, you know, you'd want to die as you lived, just as a joke. Look, if you can't do your tight five at my funeral, where can you do it? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, uh, I want if I my die, funeral to be an open mic, but for people that say they should go to open mics, but never do. You know, I, I, so and I, I, I don't mean that in like a give the little guy a chance way. I mean that because a lot of people say that and they're like, oh, I'm my friends say I'm really funny and they say I should do comedy uh, when really they're just racist. Yeah. And I, I just want to realized. I just like, want to, I just want to give people that are painfully unfunny a platform to say, just say what's on their mind over my dead body. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's weird though. Like, it's funny that you bring that up because like, I, I feel that um, a lot of young people, I say that like I'm not a young person. A lot of people, the, um, the whippersnappers, the whippersnappers. Um, I feel like, like a lot of them have have seen like Bo Burnham and Louis C.K. and they they see those shows and they see someone um, very competently being funny, but being funny about very sensitive topics. Um, yeah, but they completely it's a lot harder miss. than it looks yeah it, it sure damn is uh it's hard to say things that are really like terribly risky to say and still get a tv show deal yeah like it's it's difficult to make a rape joke and then get a tv show is what yeah. i'm trying to say and so and, it takes and a like very... it can be done just don't be an asshole like, I think one of Bo Burnham's jokes are like, he made a song about what love is. Right. And one of the lines was like, love is being the owner of a company that sells rape whistles, even though you started the company with good intentions to reduce the rate of rape. Now you don't want the rate rape to decline at all. Cause uh, as the rape rate declines, you'll see an equal decline in whistle sales. <laughs> yeah. That's how that's hilarious. Like well, that's, that's funny. I'm not that. Rape that's an funny. example of how to do it because the butt of the joke isn't the victims. It's like, it, it's it's not a it's not a joke about rape. It's just a joke about the, the economics of the making structure of our economy and the whole. That's like, that's what it's about. It's a it's an it's an economics joke. It's an economics joke, but also it's like a whole moral conundrum where it's like, should I re like the ultimate question is, should we really be profiting off of things that are meant to protect people from a very violent crime? Exactly. Like, is that and something that's, that's that that's what it is. That's what it is. It's not a rape joke. It's, it's an economics joke disguised as a rape joke. Exactly. But I feel like a lot of like people, a lot of people see jokes like that and they pick up on the fact that it's so funny, but they miss the, the skill in crafting that and making yeah, it not about. Or they about, don't get why it's funny. Right. It, exactly. And like, there's a logic to it. And like when, like, for instance, I uh, like, I think that I've been the most funny when I just explain things like not even trying to be funny, just explaining shit. Right. Yeah. And just being like, like uh, I, I can't ad lib one right, right off the top of my head, obviously. Oh because, yeah. Oh, I, I believe you. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just have to take my word for it, I guess. But, um, <laughs> trust me, I'm hilarious. Trust me. I'm, my dad says I'm funny. Um, but hey, like, that's, that's, that's a high honor. 
if your parents think you're funny, you're fucking funny. No, or they you're don't. insufferable. There's no they in don't. between. Yeah, no, that's that's the, this the latter. Um, but <laughs> it's t- definitely the latter. I was just joking around this morning, even, and I was like, "Hokey doke, I'm Gavin." Blah 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 blah. And my mom looks at me with a straight face, and she goes, "You're gonna be a handful today, aren't you?" <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. You know what she says? You know what she says <laughs> when so I'm so funny. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what she says. When I when I wear something that to her looks like silly, what? she looks at me dead in the eyes, no expression. She says, "No, no, no," with an expression of that like kind smile of like, "I know better. I trust me. You're messing up here." And she looks at me with a smug smile, and she goes, "You look special." Oh my god! Yeah, I have <laughs> dyslexia and ADHD. I am in fact special. Um, and. I- <laughs> I'm special, but that's just because I'm. It's just because I'm really awesome and I'm super yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, I'm special know, in the traditional sense. Exactly. You know, I'm just Alex really is, unique. Alex is classy special. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trashy like Gavin. Oh no, I'm trashy as whatever. Um. Uh. Anyway, so yeah, when I just explain things, um, people tend to find that funny because, um. I don't really know why people find that funny because I'm literally just like rhetorically vomiting what I view as reality. And I, I'm yeah. not like, I'm just being literal. I'm just being like, this well, is this how is it is. Day 496 of me lobbying Gavin to start posting on TikTok because you post things on your Snapchat Listen, man. story that would, they, it would, it would take off. Listen, my guy. Listen, my guy. I haven't made a Snapchat thing that's gotten a comment in a while now. Uh, People don't comment on Snapchat stuff. Like, I've had a couple people be like, wow, that's really funny. And I was like, cool, thanks. Uh, Appreciate you. But no one does that anymore. And I I think it's just people don't do that. (laughs) And now I'm sad. It's so much easier to like something than to, like, DM someone, hey, that was funny. Yeah. Can I? Okay, I want to explain one thing actually, and I'm, I want you to tell me if this is good enough to go on stage. It's a it's a Hitler joke, but it's not about like anything like terrible. It's just about his sex life. Okay. So, okay, I heard in a documentary. Don't ask me which one because I I I don't know. I heard in a documentary that Hitler was into ladies peeing on his face. Just put this into perspective now. Imagine if you were one of the concubines that like Hitler is supposed to get his sexual release from and you're like mein Führer, I, i'll do anything for you what do you want and hitler just goes all right i'm the Führer of germany i could have anything in the world that i want but i want you to piss on my face imagine that's a lot shock. of pressure i'm at, i mean uh, hopefully if she's drinking a lot of water but like imagine like just the shock of being like he could have anything and he chose to get pissed on well i my reaction was oh my god he chose me like you got to be a little starstruck just a little even if you don't like him that's a major historical figure i guess i I think it would be a lot of pressure on that funny yeah i think so um even if like even if it's not fully formed now like if you you try something on stage, you like it, it develops. You think of new things to add, um, yeah. new like angles on it. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a very uh, 
Uh, it's a very self-defeating mindset to like expect something to be like fully formed, like a fully formed okay. idea um, gotcha. before like workshopping it. Yeah, um, yeah. You just got to be careful workshopping Hitler jokes because it's very um, tough. Well, that's the thing though. It's not about but, like, but like what, what, what I what I think about it is like if, if you were the person that had to piss on Hitler, that is so much pressure. One to like be good at it generally but also you have to live with the knowledge that hitler likes to be pissed on and i like i imagine you can't tell anyone and like right how, how did or they, else how did you get they... the fucking firing squad so how no. do you live with the pressure of no, knowing that like... hitler likes to be pissed on but if you tell anyone you're like, dead you, you will die yeah. But, but and like, the allies it's so come in. funny. Imagine being the woman when the allies come in and invade Germany to be like, I pissed on Hitler's face. And like, that'll definitely army... get you on the Today Show at least. Oh, yeah. Like, the allies must have just been like, all right. Uh, 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 I guess that's a good thing. I, hey, guys, she pissed on his face. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I that's good right we agree that's a good thing good thing good yeah yeah okay cool you're in well you're it's the, like you're in the awesome ally club. it's awesome to piss on hitler but does it ruin it that he liked it that's the thing i think i th yeah that's the thing i i think that's the next question like you pissed on hitler's face did he like it hitler liked to be pissed on thank you for this knowledge but why would you help the fear <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like like, it's like, yeah, fuck it, yeah, piss on Hitler, but also, like, he asked you to. Oh, and it's oh. like, does I was just following orders apply there? That's just, like, the epitome of, like, the plot she do be thickening. <laughs> like, that's just the epitome of, like, she pissed on Hitler, yeah. I think that's but why no one talks it? about it now, because the situation is so complicated. I like, is like she a hero? Is she an accomplice? You know, I feel like there'd be some people who'd be like, don't kink shame by, by like, making it a good thing that someone pissed on Hitler. It kink shames everyone who likes piss stuff. Yeah. It, it is such Which, a minefield. Like, is it it's funny like, that Hitler liked Hitler to liked be to pissed be on? Because that is objectively on. pretty funny. That's objectively pretty funny. The whole thing is, like, to me is, you're the Fuhrer of Germany. And, like, I guess... It was nowadays, well, it's always like, the guys in power that like to be humiliated. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I guess in the seventies, this would have been funny when like kink shuff stuff wasn't as well accepted, you know. But like nowadays, people are like, "Yeah, okay, what's your point?" Yeah. Well, I think, I think feet and piss are definitely still funny fetishes. But like, if you make fun of someone for liking like more normal stuff that's when it just gets to like that, that's when it's like you're just making fun of someone for what they like yeah yeah but i feel like piss is a different i, I think you can make fun of hitler for liking being peed on yeah and i i think it'd be funny if i like it, in this bit if i also was like not kinking not king shaming anyone who likes to be pissed on just reflecting on the fact that you're the fear of germany and you can have anything anything else than that well, not not and to kink shame anyone in the audience, but that's one one thing you have in common with Hitler. <laughs> just saying, just letting you know. Not saying that liking piss is bad. Just saying Hitler liked piss. Um, 
Yeah. Although I feel like um, I have better stories than that. Um, like life stories that I can just be like, get on stage and be like, so this shit happened. Yeah. Maybe get the audience on your side before talking about saying a Hitler joke. Here's the, I guess there are rules to this. <laughs> I guess there are rules to this where it's like, you can make fun of the Nazis as long as you're making fun of like how dumb they were. Yeah. You can make fun of the Holocaust if you're, if you're Jewish or if you're making fun of how stupid that is or like well, how it's, bad it's that is. It's more about who you're making fun of than what you're making yeah. fun of. Cause you, exactly. can make, you can, you can make jokes about the Holocaust, but like if the joke is like, uh-huh, the Jews died. Like that's just, you're being that's a, a dick. bad taste. Like you're just an asshole. Yeah. Like but there's like, this one Ellen DeGeneres there's, joke. There's ways I think. to do it. There's this one Ellen joke that was like, cause I think, she, I think she's Jewish. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I think I, she is. I'm not um, sure. I know she was raised um, Christian Science, which is some like New Age weird shit. Yeah, um, maybe not her. I'll have there Jamie was some, pull it up. It was, <laughs> um, it was some. Uh, it was a Jewish comedian. Um, so, so that really that's broad. <laughs> that's a broad. Yeah, um, you know that one Jewish net. comedian. <laughs> that's a really broad net. You know the, the one. That one. Um, and it went something like the one things, the one thing the Jewish people hate about the Holocaust was the cost. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, <laughs> um, yeah. So she was See, raised a Christian scientist. Um, it doesn't seem to say anything about her being Jewish. Not that it fucking, why am I looking this up? Yeah. Anyway, you don't continue. Care. Anyway. See that joke works because the comedian was Jewish. So like they, I feel like yeah. they instantly kind of have the right. And um, it wasn't about, like, the death of the Jews. It was like, like oh, you know that funny stereo- that, that stereotype that I'm going to poke fun of about Jewish people being very um, anal about, like, money? Ha-ha. Ha-ha there. Yeah. Joke, you know? I it's think not definitely if, you're, if the joke is, like, how cheap Jews are, you can only say that if you're Jewish. Oh yeah. Oh, to- like, like just that, the way that's like the, that's the kind of thing. And like like talking about like like race, you can't make fun of a race if you're not from that race. I think. I mean, yeah. there's exceptions to every rule, but generally mm-hmm. speaking, you can't be like you you know you can't like make fun of a black stereotype if you're white because yeah. that just it's it seems like like it at least feels like like kind of bullying it if sounds not explicitly like it is it sounds yeah. like you went back in time and like went back to like the 1850s when slavery was still a thing and then the only way to survive was to learn the lingo and like learn the the things and then you came back to the present but for some reason was just teleported to an open mic night yeah you know that's just it like it's not funny anymore to make fun of people based on their race. Um, it's funny yeah. to make fun of people based on their country of origin. I think sometimes, as long as it's not like, well, like, the exception is always unless it's funny. Like you shouldn't joke about certain things. Sorry, unless you can I make it funny. That. If if it's funny and in good humor, I think it needs to be in good humor. Of like, yeah, it can't. It, like it can't be mean spirited. Like that's where a no. lot of people fail. Like. 
like yeah. Dave Chappelle, how he like goes after trans people. It just feels aggressive and like bullying, especially like how much he does it. And there's mm-hmm. a way to like make jokes about being trans and, and like trans mm-hmm. people. But like, if the joke is like, haha, aren't, aren't trans people weird? Like that's, you're just being mean. And yeah. that's, that's a lot of like Dave Chappelle's humor mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to that particular demographic. Um, I was at a comedy show the other week. Uh, Nori Davis was the headliner. It was a really great show. Um, and uh, he has uh, a transgender brother. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was, he was talking about him and um, he was talking about how his brother who um, transitioned uh, female to male um, is like on, uh, they're like, you know, transitioning. And uh, yeah. he's like, hey, look, I got more armpit hair than you. Hey, look, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm taller than you now. Like, like that, like that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and, and the guy was like, well, geez, I didn't know he was transitioning to an asshole. <laughs> and like, that's a good joke. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Like that's a good joke about a trans person, but it's not like making fun of their identity. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so like anyone that says like, oh, you just can't say anything anymore. They're just not creative. Yeah. Like if you're just saying like racist, sexist, homophobic stuff. Yeah. And then being like, what the fuck? It's just a joke, bro. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't say anything anymore. You're just, you're not creative. You're no. just well, saying mean things and expecting you know, and people th- to laugh. That's the thing, too. Um, so I had, the, so this is a story, a short story, but um, one time uh, at my establishment of employment, um, a guy threatened to like shoot the store up. He didn't like. Okay, he wasn't like. I'm Is this the guy the that up. was like, "You're gonna die in the revolution" or whatever? Yeah, when the revolution oh, happens, yeah. you guys are gonna be the first to be round up and shot. Is what he that said to funny. us. And so I almost <laughs> wanted to like. I it took me a lot to not say this, but I almost wanted to say, "Don't do me any favors." Like I almost wanted to be like, "Yeah, don't oh, yeah. do me any. Fa- Get out of here, you scamp. Don't do me any favors." Um, uh, but I didn't, which is good. See, that's a, have, that's a that's a joke about like. Yeah. Something that if it happened would be very dark and tragic. Mm-hmm. But but like you can. There's a joke, joke I made after it. that, and this is kind of coming off of my my inclination. Like I like to make jokes based off of social is- issues because if you're laughing at the joke, it implies that like you ed- you understand that it's a problem, right? Like y- yeah. you you accept that it is a problem and that needs to be fixed. And so, like, th- so essentially, I said to my coworker, I said, I can't believe that guy threatened to shoot the, the shoot up the pharmacy. Um, that's for our public schools only. Yeah. And and so uh, she was like, Oh, that's that's whoa. yeah. And that's that's and, another good joke. And the joke isn't, haha, children die every die. day due to gun violence. The it's joke like, is like, that's it's fucked up that we have a lot of gun violence. Yeah. And it's so normalized in our schools. Like that's 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 like the root of it. Exactly. And um I have to go to the bathroom really quick. I'll be back in like okay, 30 okay. seconds. Yeah. Soothe the audience while I'm away. Okay. Um so comedy. Um I got it. I um 
You want to? I'll play a jig. Let's see. I can finally test the audio on um, for guitar stuff. Here's my guitar. I play guitar. Here's an A note. That's very nice. That's a very nice note. Here's D. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. That's a D. Um, here's a G. Ha ha. Because G spot. Um, ba ba da ba da. Um, uh, can we be copyrighted if I play a song? I feel like we could be copyrighted if I play a song. I'm playing it. Technically, technically, it would be um, fair use because it's a parody. So. Gavin then proceeds to play a song written by the Beatles, and I'm not trying to get sued, so enjoy this message instead. There we go. That's great. Beautiful. That was Blackbird, written by Paul McCartney uh, while he was still in the Beatles. It was on the White Album. It is a very good song. Um, I'm back. Hey, I need to ask you a question. Well, I guess I don't have much of a choice, now do I? You don't. How does my guitar sound through here? I just, I'm just curious. Um, I mean, remember, it, it, I won't be able to get a good, uh, a good uh, impression of it over Discord, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, we're on Discord. Shit, yeah. never mind. Not worth it. Um, also, I played a song um, on here that was written by the Beatles, but technically, since I'm playing it, it's a parody. Oh, okay. So it's fair use. Like, I'm playing it. It's a parody. And we're not making money off of this, so, like, yeah. Well, maybe you're not. Are you making money off of this? No. I mean, good, good on you if you're making money off of this. I don't need your money. No, I, I wish. So, yeah, comedy. Um, yeah, audience, if you want to send me money, go ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, no I feel pressure, like I'm good off. Like, I'm well off. Anyway, I was going to say this like five tangents ago. Um, back to, <laughs> anyway, 8-Bit Christmas, really good movie. Um, back to the <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. Um, so you mentioned like the holograms. Ooh, does it look like Star Star Stark, Stark Tech? Star, 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 Star Trek. Does Star it Trek. look like Stark Tech? Um, when the Avengers came out and this came out in, you know, the same year, there were, you know, there was talks like, hey, will Spider-Man be in the Avengers? Uh, will they will they cross over? And they were, like, considering it. They ended up not going for it, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, apparently, like, Oscorp Tower was going to be in the New York skyline in the Avengers. Um, yeah. But I guess it kind of fell through. Um, but, yeah, that would have been a very... Uh, that would have been very interesting if they did uh, go with that. If like yeah. this was MCU Spider-Man. So does this mean that Oscorp doesn't exist in the Avengers Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, well, I mean, they said in in No Way Home, uh, Osborne was like, Oscorp doesn't exist. Huh. Yeah, but he said it like All Willem right. Dafoe, not like how I said it. <laughs> I actually watched a thing about Willem Dafoe, and I didn't know he starred in a Jesus movie. Really? I didn't know either. He starred in, um, not, he's, I actually watched the movie when I was a kid because I was, uh, very, uh, it was a very Catholic boy. Um, and I actually enjoyed watching it. Um, but I never realized that the person playing Jesus was, was the guy who played the Green Goblin. I worked with a guy that played Jesus in a movie. How did that go for him? <laughs> I mean, he worked at the same place I was working. No, his brother owns the, owns the place. Oh, um, gotcha. Because Willem yeah, Dafoe so. got death, th death threats from people. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. People Why? Were like, was he that bad? Because they thought, no, it was a good movie. It was well received. People just thought it was blasphemous. Oh, okay. 
right? And so, like, because, like, ultimately there are people, like, profiting from it. And it's, like, the Bible, basically. But, like, yeah, it got a lot of lash backlash from it. But um, it's still around and it's still well-acclaimed film. Um, if if you're even what if was, you're not what was religious, it called? Um, you see, I remember the um, God, what was it? The uh, what's his face? Uh, Glenn, 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 Glenn. Oh, Hold his on, name? this 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 movie. It's not Willem the Passion Dafoe of the Christ. Yeah, there's um, Willem Dafoe was in a movie called Antichrist in 2009. It's a horror drama. The synopsis is like It's The Last Temptation. Okay. So for this movie, uh, the uh, synopsis is, well, a married couple, Wilma Defoe, Charlotte Gainsbourg, um, is having sex. Their infant son in a nearby room falls out a window to his death. She becomes distraught and hospitalized, but her husband, who is a psychiatrist, attempts to treat her. Deciding that she needs to face her fears, he takes her to a cabin in the woods where she spent a previous summer with the boy. Once they are there, she becomes more unhinged and starts perpetrating sexual violence on her husband and herself. That's a that's a that's a fucking roller coaster. Mm. I don't want to watch that movie, but it's not like on anything. Like you can rent it on Google Play and it's on Sling, but yeah. what is Sling? It's anyway, weird how much like so the you, movie you, was called uh, the last. Oh, here it is, the Last Temptation of Christ. But oh, it's weird you wouldn't you wouldn't imagine Willem Dafoe like looking like Jesus, but you see it and you're like, okay, well, yeah. he looks like our modern white interpretation Jesus, of yeah. Jesus. This was before that whole white thing was an issue. Anyway, um, that's interesting. Yeah, not to imply that it's not an issue. It's just back then people were like, sure, whatever. He's white, yeah, whatever. It wasn't like thought No of, one really thought about it. And then people thought about it and they're like, didn't he come from Jerusalem? He's very black, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah, he would he would look Middle Eastern. Like Yeah. I don't know. Adam and Eve and and Jesus and all these other people in the Middle East were uh just all all the important people in the Bible just happened to be white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a what a coincidence. <laughs> I don't know. I just when I saw this movie when I was a kid, um, I uh, uh, was like, "Oh, that's in my mind like this is what Jesus looks like." I guess, um, but uh, I never realized that the guy who played Jesus in this movie is also the Green Goblin. I find that funny. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I find that really funny. Yeah. Well, looking at the poster, um, he looks like very similar to how he does now. And that was in 1988. Mm -hmm. um, that's not like to say he looked old back then, but he just, he still looks really good. He, I mean, he just, he seems just like, does like, not age. He, I mean, he's a little wrinkly now. I think yeah. I've seen, I see the age. But like I the mean, general like, face structure, you wouldn't, you would see a picture of him young and a picture of him old and be like, oh no, that's definitely the same person. Like it, it doesn't look that drastic, I think. No. Yeah. But I also feel like that's partly because of his very distinctive, like, cheekbones and nose and yeah. eyebrows. Like, he has very Apparently distinctive he's features. Vegan. Oh, that I've, might That might play into it. Good on him. But then again, so is Tobey Maguire, so... And I mean... I did kind of tell... I could tell that Tobey Maguire was a little bit more thin and, like... I mean, not to say he looks bad. He looks his age. Yeah. 
he looks, I mean, probably better than he should, right? I mean, per, I, I would imagine. I don't know. I would, so I, I'm, this is coming from a person who's not vegan and does not hang around vegan people that often. Not that I choose not to. It's not a choice thing. It's just I don't run into a lot of vegan people. Yeah, you just um, don't happen to. Um, uh, but, like, I've noticed that people that I, that I do know that are vegan, um, they look, um, like, I wouldn't say tattered, but definitely, like, a little rundown. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me, though. Uh, if they're healthy, they're healthy. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, so, maybe. I, I don't I, know I'm, enough to have a strong opinion on, like, should you eat meat? Should you not? Does it matter? I have no idea. I have no clue what me, is and isn't here. healthy. I honestly just don't have an opinion. I'm just like, if you're vegan, cool. All right. Neat. Because I know, like, just because something is plant-based, that doesn't always make it healthy or or more healthy yeah. than than uh other things mm-hmm. yeah but that doesn't um, mean that meat is across the board good for you i don't know if anything mean, is across the board good for you yeah and like honestly the vegans that i agree with the most like are the ones that are like i don't eat meat because i i um morally think it's wrong to kill an animal to eat and i'm like yeah, yeah if it's an okay. ethical thing i fully respect that Totally, yeah. But that's, if it's like a, if it's like a smug health thing, it's like it's just like helps just, my skin and like my colon or something. And it's like you're not a doctor. Get off of WebMD. Like, just eat healthy things. Does it matter if it's if it's a plant or not? Like, you're not gonna die like if it's if healthy. Eat it if, if you want to eat it, don't. Who cares? Who cares? This is America. If you aren't a billionaire, no one cares about you. Like, not eating meat doesn't automatically make you healthy, but eating meat doesn't automa- automatically make you healthy or unhealthy. It just, just, just it depends. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. more nuanced. I am not at all qualified to have an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, just, is, that's just where I, I, I am. That, that, what you just said there, I feel is missing in a lot of circles of public opinion, of people just being like, you know, honestly, I'm not qualified enough to say my opinion. I'm going to go with whatever experts say. You know what? Uh, To continue our saga of just looking upon Joe Rogan's decline in utter confusion, have you Mm -hmm. seen the newest clip of him, like, doing anti-vax stuff, but, like, failing at it? Basically, what I'm trying (sighs) to say is he had someone on his show that... I I don't... some Australian guy, I don't know who exactly he is or what he does, but he was talking about, I guess, this, like, disease or medical condition or whatever was brought up. Joe Rogan was saying that, like, if you're young and you get the vaccine, you have a higher risk of developing whatever this condition is. I don't remember what it is. Uh, and the guy that he was talking to corrected him and said, well, actually, it's a higher risk if you get COVID than if you get the vaccine. Like, if you get COVID, you have a stronger chance of developing this condition than if you get the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, And he was like, I, Joe Rogan was just like, straight up, no, I don't think that's true. And good God. And the guy was like, no, it's, it's true. That's, that's a fact. And he was uh, like, well, let's look it up. Okay. And then Jamie pulled it up. And the guy (laughs) was right. It's a higher chance if you get COVID than if you get the vaccine. 
It's just, um, I don't know. I just, I don't understand and then, how. And then Joe Rogan moved the goalposts. He was like, well, what, what is, what, what is this from? Right. Mm-hmm. What's the and, source? Yeah. What's, what's yeah. the source on this? Like the, they, uh, that's like the standard. It's like the International Institute of Health. Like It's the standard dialogue tree that, that yeah. these weirdos go through. You yeah. just flat out deny something. And then if the facts are not like in your favor, you just question the source. Mm-hmm. And then if they find a better source on it, then you question that source and you just keep moving the goalposts. So yeah. they can never like get to a conclusion. Like, so you never have to admit that you're wrong. Well, and then it gets to a point where it's like, well, I've just heard too many conflicting things, and now I don't know what to think. And it's like, no, there's a. Concise oh yeah, that, that's another thing here. that they do. They like manufacture controversy. Like yeah. if like if ninety nine point nine percent of doctors agree that vaccines work and that you should get a vaccine for whatever disease, they will always point to that point one percent. That exactly. for whatever reason, whether it be like just being wrong or being a grifter, they will mm-hmm. point to that one point one percent of doctors that disagree and be like, see, there's too much controversy. Yeah. Let me here, let me put this into perspective for the audience here. So um um there was a physician census in 2018. This is from um FSMB Census of Licensed Physicians in the United States from 2018. There are, um, this is an organization, by the way, not like a dot, dot .gov, but I, I trust the source to the best of my ability, I guess. Uh, in 2018, there were uh, 985,026 physicians. Now, you take, let's see, 925,86, doing some math, 925, 80086 and you multiply that by 0.99 so um i did my math wrong because i'm bad at math so my point was <laughs> i was trying to say is that um given the amount of doctors that are in the united states there's going to be a point a percentage point that disagree with uh certain aspects of the medical field um yeah. And some and, doctors, by the way, won't have like a, a good faith disagreement. They'll just like be a contrarian. Like they'll they'll go on the like anti-vax hype train just so they can be paraded around as like a doctor that's against vaccines because there's a exactly. lot of money in that. But also um, it, it can so give be us wary a false that too, idea basically. that there is like a large amount of doctors that think that vaccines don't work. I mean, if yeah, I mean there there is a non-zero number of doctors that think that vaccines don't work. Or yeah, very autism. rarely will you get something that unanimous. Exactly, but also look at the other ninety-nine percent of doctors, right? Like it's it's like if you can all... be convinced by like point one percent of doctors. Why can't you be convinced by the other 99.9%? Exactly. And by the way, those doctors that are part of the 99.9 whatever percent are also a part of the, like, the medical hierarchy, if you will. So, like, they're they're on boards of, like, of medicine, and they're managers of entire hospitals, and they they know what they're doing. They know their shit, man. 
And that's not to say there are no issues with the medical industry. There are, but that doesn't mean that you should just discount the entirety of modern medicine. Mm -hmm. Like there are issues with like profit motives in the healthcare industry, but that doesn't mean that like medicine as a whole doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, if you need any other proof that vaccines actually work, remember that disease called polio? Oh, no, yeah, you don't. It's funny how no one gets it. it anymore. It's funny, right? You know, um, so in the United States, we vaccinated everyone in like the 50s for polio. Or like n- not even just in the 50s. In the 1700s, people were getting uh, inoculized. Uh, or 18... Uh, yeah, didn't like George Washington 1800s. have vaccine mandates of some form? Something like, like for that. for the army? Um. Yeah, but like it was crude. It was not. It was definitely not the same kind of vaccine as we have today. Yeah, it was. It was, it like, was a vaccine for three hundred years ago. Exactly. Um. It was actually. It was literally. Hey guys, get a needle, poke this corpse that had um that had uh smallpox, and then poke yourself. That was the vaccine. Right. It was. It was um, very. It was very grade school playground. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's it's the epitome of you know like like poke it with a stick and see if it moves basically. Yeah. Um, and back when medicine was fun. Yeah. Back when science <laughs> was just fuck around and find out. That's yeah. what I miss. I wish I could be mm-hmm. a scientist in that era. <laughs> fuck around and find out. Uh, but um, yeah. Anyway, so most of the United States by the fifties was like pretty well inocul- inoculated from polio. Right. Or not polio from um, smallpox, but not a lot of places in in Africa was. So like they were experiencing smallpox at the same rate as people would back in the 1700s, 1600s. And so a bunch of researchers and doctors got together and they said, hey, why don't we do like not only a, a type of an experiment, but like an experiment that will actually help people. And we just inoculate and then also track the spread of smallpox and follow the trail as it goes and then just inoculate the entire continent. Uh, and it worked. Yeah. So uh, hats off to those fine, uh, fine men and women. Um, that's that's yeah, my. Yeah, well, it's not like this stuff hasn't been tried. Like, yeah, this particular vaccine may be new, but vaccines as a whole are are mm-hmm. a, a very old technology. Yeah, and, and I very, mean, at the end very of the day, trustworthy too, at this point. Exactly, uh, and at the end of the day, too, I would even say like don't even just take my word for it talk to your doctor talk to your doctor talk to a person talk who has to a... any doctor talk to someone that knows what just listen to people that know what they're talking about and exactly. don't have like any reason to lie to you yeah and hell you talk, talk to, to a to doctor why would they why would they lie to you about this yeah there's no reason wait but look at their computer they're running microsoft that means bill gates there's nothing that they could like that. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I way, don't think I don't think the I don't think that like conspiracy theory is around as much anymore. Yeah. But like, how could you think that the vaccine is like gonna microchip you or whatever? What honestly ask yourself, what could they put in the vaccine that is not already in your phone? Exactly. Um, but I also what are they going to track your location? <laughs> are they going to have access to your all of your communications? Uh, what what could they do? What could they do that they don't already 
theoretically have access to. Mm-hmm. But um, on another note, I do feel bad for Bill Gates because he did an interview and he's just like, well, I'm just a, I just I'm trying to champion the efficacy of, of vaccines. And then suddenly people are like, Bill Gates is trying to get your information. Your phone already does that for one. But he's yeah. also like, he's also like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. <laughs> and now people hate me for no reason. I mean, there are reasons not to like Bill Gates, but that's yes, not there one are. of them. That's not one it's, that is. It's very, it's, it's just very low on the totem pole. It's not even you know, on the totem pole. I'm just going to say what Philip DeFranco says. Don't be stupid, stupid. Just yeah. fucking get vaccinated, please. And if you don't want to, I mean, I guess don't. I, I mean, no, I well, can't no, control you. If you don't want to, you still should. You still should. You but still like, really should. You ought to. Uh, or talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. You know, go to your doctor. Tell them what is on your mind. And they hopefully will be uh, graceful in their, in their explanations of why the vaccine is not only ethical, um, but... Uh, not going to hurt you. Yeah. So anyway, The Amazing Spider-Man, pretty good movie. Good movie. Very, good very movie. underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've talked about the the actors very much, have we? Andrew Garfield is pretty... So after watching this and after seeing No Way Home, uh, what's what's your... What's your current opinion on Andrew Garfield's version of Spider-Man or Andrew Garfield as an actor uh, generally? Oh, Andrew Garfield's a great actor, I think. He did very good. Yeah. Um, uh, I think his Spider-Man um, was fine. I think it fits his own genre. I just wish that the right, I, very classic, I wish the writing was just better. I just wish the yeah, writing was better. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Andrew Garfield did a great job. And it's a shame that he was given a shit script. Yeah, this for, movie for isn't even movie. that bad. The second movie is where it really yeah. falls apart. He's still good in that movie. Yeah. Um, it's just everything like around him is awful. It's just terrible. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, he was definitely shafted in these movies. Yeah. He uh, he deserved better. And he's he's mm-hmm. like I, I've said it before, but he's like an actual fan of the character. Like he grew yeah, up with Spider Man. He loves Spider Man. And like the idea that he finally gets to play this character is it's it's a it's it's really nice to think about, but it's really sad that they fucked him over on this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I really do think that he would have made a like a good Marvel Spider Man, right? Yeah, I think he, he, he makes done... a really good Spider Man and a really good Peter Parker. Exactly. A lot of people think he's too cool to be Peter Parker. Tom Holland but is cool. Tom Holland is cool. He, like Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield's version of Peter Parker is just kind of too much of a Chad for some people. I see. I took that as him being just adult, like just being like an adult, you know, um, that's, that's another thing where it really just comes down to, he's not Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And people don't like things that aren't Tobey Maguire when it comes to Spider-Man. Like exactly, y- you know, Spider Man isn't just these three movies. Yeah, um, like in the in the comics, Peter Parker was a cool guy. Like mm-hmm. when he when he got into college, like when he was done with his like high school arc, he was like he he was a giga Chad in college. Mm-hmm. Like like Gwen Stacy, like when she met him, 
she was like, I'm going to fuck this guy. I'm going to fuck this guy <laughs> so hard. Oh, also, because he was just one. so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know. I just and he was I, hot, I'm by the picturing... way. Peter Parker yeah. was always hot. Mm-hmm. He just needed to find out like like he just needed to come out of his shell a bit and be the hot guy that he always was. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm like always picture. I'm just picturing like Andrew Garfield. um and like the Avengers, like what would have that, like what would that have looked like? And I think I, I see like a better dynamic, um, like a more respectful dynamic between Tony Stark and Spider-Man. Yeah. Because like, you know, uh, Andrew Garfield is like older than Tom Holland. Um, and I don't know. I just see Tony Stark being like treating him as more as an Avenger than a kid who wants to be an Avenger. Yeah. Yeah, that just comes with, I guess, being an older Spider-Man. Um, I yeah. I like Tom Holland's like younger version of the character. Mm-hmm. I do wish that we could have. It would have been nice to see a more, I guess, antagonistic relationship between Iron Man and and, and Spider-Man because they really would not like each other. No, like because I, Iron I, I was, was watching. Very, like... I was watching on on YouTube Spider-Man Life Story. It was a it was a comic series. From I think like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and it's basically Spider-Man, his life story, as the title suggests. Yeah. But it's like in real time, so like it starts in the '60s when the character was created. Then it goes up to present day, but he like ages, like like he really would in the, in that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at one point, Tony Stark. Th- this is like in like the 2000s when Civil War happens. He like fights Tony Stark, and it's it's like. Yeah, they would hate each other. Mm-hmm. Like he would hate this corporate asshole. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I don't like the billionaire worship. I don't think it's just billionaire worship because like what Tony Stark has, I think he also invented, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but it it is also like he inherited his wealth. Yeah. That's true. I mean, is it though? Is that he, true? Well, to be fair, he is also like like he inherited a fictional the character that you can say would like get to his current position no matter what cuz he would just invent something and then become massively successful like it's it's all imaginary either way mm-hmm. but yeah 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 anyway no, uh anyway uh 8 bit christmas really good movie 8 bit really great movie amazing movie um great, great movie <clears throat> This is something that we talked about with our No Way Home review, but it was the part that I uh, neglected to record. Um, we were talking about how like Zendaya and Tom Holland have like good chemistry, and I mentioned uh, like they're they're dating in real life, and so were Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone uh, when oh, these really? movies were coming out. Yeah, well, like they were cast together, and then yeah. they had an amazing chemistry, and then they were like, "Hey, what if we just kept this going?" So they were oh. dating for a little while. I don't know when exactly they broke up, but they're not together anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they had really great chemistry and it obviously continues into the second movie. They like them together is definitely the best part of these movies, or at least one of the best parts. Yeah. Um, and they're very know, believable I, as a couple. Yeah. Definite, the, definitely more believable. so than Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. 
in <laughs> Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. That last name, dude. Oh, Dunst. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I don't really like how they're written, both, like, individually and together. And also, I just don't, they just don't have great chemistry. MJ and Peter in the MCU movies, like, obviously the actors have great natural chemistry together. It's just, the writing isn't there. They're not really given enough time to, like, develop their relationship, it feels like. Mm -hmm. But this, in The Amazing Spider-Man, they have the chemistry. It's there. But also, they're given enough room to, like, get to know each other. And, and, yeah. and everything sucks that she died though it does it does i was expecting her to die and i was kind of dreading it <laughs> yeah it's really sad when she dies in the second movie spoiler alert by the way for this for this uh like eight-year-old movie um but anyway yeah very yeah. very good performances very good chemistry um it's just a shame just, that like just not it all ended script. up the way it was yeah. I mean, the script for this one was okay, but just there's a lot that yeah. was like, why that? Why this? Huh? It, well, it was a good start for this franchise. It's just the follow-up that really uh, that really sucked. Yeah. Because like, there was a lot that was set up, but then it there's no satisfying payoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, their relationship, it ends, like, Peter is like, I promise Captain Stacy I will leave Gwen out of it. Then he's like, psych. And he makes he makes a character decision that like he's going to he's not gonna sacrifice his life as Peter Parker, you know, for Spider-Man. He's going to mm -hmm. like make his own decisions and he's gonna be with Gwen if he wants to. But then in the next movie, he just he does this like flip-flop throughout like half of the movie where he's like no Gwen I can't be with you but I really want to let's like hang out and stuff but I can't date you oh no but I'm gonna follow you around and it it's just it's like that's not a good follow up to that um and like the mystery with his parents and everything it's not mm -hmm. really uh not really uh continued in a in an interesting way or a satisfying way um at the end of this movie, there's an end credit scene where some like mysterious guy is talking to Kurt Connors when he's like in prison, and he's like, "Did you tell the boy about his father?" And he's like, "You leave them alone." And he's like, "Aha! I'm so mysterious. See you later." But then he doesn't show up again until the end of the next movie, where they tease the Sinister Six, but in a really lazy way. I don't know who that is, but it sounds bad. The Sinister Six, it's like uh it's like when Spider-Man's villains team up. Kind of oh. like in No Way Home. Gotcha. Okay. Like in the in the basement at Oscorp, they just um hold on, let me let me see if I can find like a screenshot of it. Do they just hang out down there? Play some foosball? Hold on. Um Okay, I'll send you this screenshot. Basically what they did is they just had like display cases in Oscorp's basement with like Doc Ock's arms, the vulture's wings. I think Venom was in a thing. Uh, they had the rhino suit, of course, which was at the end of the uh, second movie. Um, just basically like it, it was, it was really lazy and it's like, really, is this how you're going to do it? 
Mm-hmm. Like you have all the shit there. We're not gonna yeah. like get these characters introduced organically. You're just gonna mm-hmm. be like, you're just gonna shoot your whole load on us in the next movie with all of yeah. these villains. Just very lazy. If they just put like any care into it, and like uh, this is a, this is a, a problem that a lot of movies have where the studio just cannot let people make movies. They always have to get their grubby little hands all over everything. Like fucking Avi, Avi Arad, Amy Pascal, these producers at Sony can't just let someone make a movie without being like, Hey, what if you put venom in it? Hey, what if you, what if you put in parkour and, and Peter says hashtag NBD, which means no big deal. Cause to him, it really is NBD. Like they just can't let people make movies. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that whole scene with the sinister six, like in Oscorp's basement reeks of studio interference. Agreed. Anyway, that's how I feel about eight bit Christmas. <laughs> that's how I feel about eight bit Christmas as well. Anyway, I think that's uh do you have anything else to say about the movie? I don't. I kind of milked it for all I had. <laughs> all right. Overall best movie ever, worst movie ever. I think uh, best movie ever. Somewhere between there, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. I had a news minute thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit. The Riddler uh first look was uh released for the new Batman movie. We can talk about that next episode. Gotcha pacha. That's just it's weird and i wanted to talk about it a little bit i don't like it that's how i feel um do you have anything to recommend to the fine people at home i would recommend to that that everyone at home hug your cat because i got a new cat and uh his name is rufus and i love his face my my first recommendation of the week is having a clear nasal passage because Throughout this episode, my nose has gotten more and more congested as we have gone along, and I I feel like I am going to die. I'll get That's my comedy sketch sketch ready for your um for your funeral. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, get your type five ready. Workshop some stuff. Throw <laughs> in maybe one or two more Hitler jokes than feel appropriate for a funeral. If everyone's like hey, that, may be a little too much Hitler. That's the perfect amount for my funeral. Gotcha. Gotcha. If you can, I know this is a lot to ask, but at my funeral, if you can give like any one person in the audience a boner, like at least like a little chubby. Okay. Yeah. Um, that'll be, that'll be so funny. The idea of a boner at a funeral just, it just tickles will there, me. Will there be any priests there? Um, no, that, that would just be too easy. Wouldn't it? Ah. <sighs> Yeah, it would be. Yeah, priests aside, if you can give anyone in the audience a boner, that extra points. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, my actual recommendation of the week, uh, The Book of Boba Fett. We both watched it. Um, yeah. I watched all of the episodes that are out as of this recording, I think the first three, and they're really good. I like the show so far. Kind of feels like Boba Fett is nerfed a little bit. Like he was a lot tougher in The Mandalorian than he is in this show. But it's fine. It serves a purpose. Yeah. I like the general, uh, I guess, plot of it. Where like he's a crime boss now. But instead of ruling with fear like Jabba the Hutt did, 
he's trying to rule with respect. Where, like, for example, so as what's called a daimyo, as daimyo on uh at, at, of Mosespa on Tatooine, he uh, expects to be paid tribute. All of the like factions in the land like give him some kind of tribute, like a gift. And this uh, water merchant tells him, "Hey, look, people aren't going to respect you if 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 crime is happening, and there's a crime happening to me. This like street gang of biker kids is stealing my water that I'm selling to people." And if you put a stop to it, I will double your tribute. And Boba Fett's like, okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Then he confronts the biker gang and he's like, hey, did you steal this guy's water? And they're like, fucking, it's a crime what he's charging for it. Apparently the guy is overcharging for water and these street kids have no choice but to steal the water or else they die. And Boba Fett's like, why don't you just get a job? And they're like, what jobs? Like there are no jobs, there are no (laughs) jobs around. And he's like, all right, work for me. And so he hires them as like his personal, like, like sort of bodyguards slash like henchmen. Yeah, it is. And then he's like, he talks to the, the, uh, the, the water merchant and he's like, they took like 1200 credits worth of water. And Boba Fett's like, here's 500, take it or leave it. I suggest mm-hmm. you take it. Yeah. And that's uh, that's that's really cool. I like that. Cuz he's like a crime lord obviously, but he's like a he's a good guy crime lord. He does not uh, it's, it's not lack of soul he has. You know, it's he's a he's good just, guy. He has a job, but he has a soul too. And it, yeah, it really feels like you know, he's a guy with a troubled past trying to turn his life around. And yeah. also part of the show is also a flashback to when he lived with the Tuscan Raiders for a while. And Directly after him, Luke like, knocked him in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. And that part of the show is really cool too. Cause you know, you, you see him like learn to live with these, uh, these people. And uh, normally Tuscan Raiders are seen as just like savages and that's how they were originally presented, but they've been fleshed out in the lore quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool to see overall great show. Totally recommend it. Uh, I think this is Star Wars at its best. Like mm-hmm. Star Wars is at its best when it's like Wild West shit. Like it, if it tries to get like political, then it's just like, what are what are we doing here? Like yeah. when the yeah. like when the Star Wars movies are like, ooh, the Senate and the trade routes. Like leave that to Star Trek. And Star Trek, you know, leave the space you know battles to Star you know Wars. What? You know what? You know what? You know, because no, Star Trek does politics and like philosophy and stuff really well. The like Wild <laughs> West, like outlaw shit. That's where Star Wars shines. That's the thing. I think if like because Star Trek really doesn't pull off the Wild West like kind of stuff at all. It's just like like, oh, we we find old abandoned ships and we take their whatever and we sell them on the black market. And it's like, which black market? And they're like, the one that's on the moon. Which moon? Ah, oh, that's on that, around that planet for the species that you never heard of. And then, like, it turns out there's, like, a whole plot to that. And the second they, when the episode is done, there's no more crime. <laughs> yeah. But, um. um yeah, Bo- Book yeah. of Boba Fett is, it's a really good, good show. It's a very good representation of how I want Star Wars to be. Mm-hmm. And I would like to add, too, that, um, uh, 
I'm stalling for time because I have nothing else to add. There we go. All right. All right. Yeah, Star Wars, I think it's a really good setting. Uh, Star Wars is like, it, it's not confined to just being like a series of movies about the Jedi or any one thing, really. It's it's sort of its own genre, sort of. Or not They're genre, but out. like it's a, it's a setting that a lot of different kinds of stories can take place in. Mm-hmm. You can have these yeah. epic space operas, but you can also have like, wild west outlaw type stories and and mm-hmm. everything in between yeah i like star wars i like star wars point. too yeah that's all that i have for for this week that's all i got too all right all right thank you everyone for listening to another episode of bold of you to say if you liked it then like it and or subscribe uh leave us a review if you can if not uh, what are what are we gonna do? We're gonna um, find them. We're gonna find them and make you f- eat your socks. All right. Follow me on social media. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm sort of I'm in the planning stages for a new video essay. So look out for that. It'll be out sometime this year. Uh, I hope. But um, whatever you do, whatever you do, do not follow me on anything. Don't follow Gavin anywhere frankly anywhere don't Uh, stop it don't uh give us money in whatever form or don't who cares i whatever (laughs) share the show with a friend share our clips tweet them share them with coworkers, or anyone actually subscribe so you don't miss our next episode turn on notifications for new episodes turn on automatic downloads and have a good 9 a.m through 9 p.m our official business hours amen and just uh good night or good night or day or afternoon whatever it is or any any time really have a good one of that have a good span of time yeah Yeah, hi. This is Alex. Um, so we didn't pick a movie for next uh, episode. Uh, we picked it off screen after recording. I always forget to do it during the show. But next episode, uh, which is coming, we're going to be talking about Office Space. So it it's like a few dollars to rent it. It's not on anything at the moment. But yeah, watch it or don't. Uh, just, uh, just know we will be talking about it next week and we'll be going into spoilers, of course. Um, but yeah, rent it online or you can probably find it at any store on DVD or Blu-ray for like five bucks. It's pretty cheap movie, pretty good. Um, so I, I recommend watching it just outside of the show. It's a, it's a really good movie. I like it a lot. Um, it's the movie that I've been talking about that I'm going to write. A video essay on which is also coming uh so anyway yeah watch it or don't I, I i'm not paid by them i don't care if you watch it or not uh i'm just wild like that anyway yeah that's that's the movie for next week all right bye